Hi, my name is Ulrich Kühn and I'm the director of the Arms Control and Emerging Technologies program here in Hamburg, Germany. I recently published a new article called The Crisis of Nuclear Arms Control with the German academic journal on conflict research. The article is open access, meaning you can download and share it for free. And even better, the article is part of a forthcoming special issue on the overall crisis in arms control that I co-edited. Now, in my new article, I start off from the fact that nuclear arms control between the United States and Russia is in a state of crisis. Various arms control agreements have eroded over the last couple of years. Both countries are modernizing their arsenals. Some scholars already speak of a new arms race and the end of nuclear arms control. I thought this development is in need of explanation for two reasons. First, why is it that bilateral nuclear arms control is in crisis? And second, given that, historically speaking, we have seen several periods of crisis, how severe is the current one? Is it perhaps really the final episode of arms control that we're witnessing? If that were the case, then this would probably have a significant negative impact on stability, on security and peace in the coming years, particularly now that war has returned to Europe. Okay, so how did I proceed? First, I looked at the literature on bilateral nuclear arms control and identified three factors that are usually been referred to when assessing the success or failure of arms control. In short, those three factors are a shared willingness to shield the bilateral process from political disruptions, US domestic support for and opposition to nuclear arms control, and the vertical and horizontal diffusion of new missiles. Then I divided the history of bilateral nuclear arms control into two periods, one from 1972 to 2001, and one from 2001 to 2021. I applied all three factors to both periods and focused on instances of successful as well as failed cooperation. Now here are my main findings. Let's begin with a period from 1972 to 2001. First, both sides' willingness to shield bilateral arms control from political disruptions varied. Even acute political disruptions did not necessarily always lead to abrogation of negotiations or failed agreements. And, important, Russian non-compliance did not have a significantly negative long-term impact on the bilateral process during those years. Second, bipartisan domestic support strengthened U.S. arms control policies. Third, the vertical diffusion of new missiles had a negative impact whenever one side was under the impression that a new system would give the other a significant advantage. The horizontal diffusion of missiles, that is, to third states, began to seriously affect the bilateral process only after the end of the Cold War. Finally, none of the three factors alone can explain the success or failure of bilateral arms control, which has always relied on the positive convergence of all three factors to secure success. Now let's look at the period from 2001 to 2021. Here, I found a number of significant changes to the three factors. First, the site's willingness to shield the bilateral process in its entirety dissipated. While both continued controlling their strategic offensive arms, 
US interest in limiting strategic defensive systems and Russian interest in limiting sub-strategic offensive systems dissipated. In addition, increased instances of Russian non-compliance and China's rise started to negatively affect the process. At the US domestic level, Republicans and Democrats became increasingly unable to find common ground on arms control. Finally, the horizontal diffusion of missiles by third states revitalized US missile defense efforts, which in turn then started to fuel a new arms race with Russia. Taken together, these severe changes explain why nuclear arms control is in crisis, and they justify the somewhat dramatic descriptions in the scholarly literature about the state of arms control. They make the ongoing crisis unique from a comparative historical perspective. Now, looking a bit into the future, I see three possible consequences of the ongoing crisis. First, trilateral arms racing between Washington, Moscow, and Beijing. Second, political pressure to pursue less formal and less intrusive forms of arms control. And third, the erosion of the global nuclear non-proliferation regime. Now, that's not a rosy outlook, I know, but I hope you found my findings at least interesting. For more details, please download my article and read it yourself. And if you disagree, send me a note.